Hi, this is Pastor Furman with Lubbock Unified Church. Uh, you are listening to Messages on the Go. We pray that this message will bless you today and that you will receive a word from God that will help you in your life. If you ever want to visit us in person, feel free to stop by any Sunday, 2707 34th Street. Services are Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Or you can join us for a Wednesday night refuel service with some prayer, some worship, and a word every Wednesday at 6.30, same location. We would love to have you. Now, let's jump into this week's message. Well, good morning, church. Good morning. And when the lights go down like that, I always feel like the movie theaters. It's about to get good. Hope that y'all had a good summer, though. It's always a blessing to come spend time with y'all in the morning. Really just do life with y'all. Many of y'all have a lot of conversations outside of the church. I see a lot of y'all throughout the week. And always blesses me tremendously. But I also know that for many of you, the summer has been a challenging one. It's not been so easy. That's the thing, man. And we never know what today's going to bring, right? We always make all these plans. We have all these great ideas. And next thing you know, something happens in the day and it kind of changes and shifts our, our focus and kind of where we were. And that's where I really feel like God has been speaking to me, just that there's been a lot of us that have been going through a challenging season. And even if you're not going through one currently, you never know when one's coming toward you. Um, we're going to be reading out James chapter 4 this morning. But before we even get into that, I really feel like God wanted me to pray specifically that we would include them in these moments, in these difficult seasons, but we would also include each other. Uh, one thing we talk about all the time, right, is about doing life together. We want to be involved in each other's life because, for one, we all need some accountability in our life. We need some people that are going to encourage us and pick us up. We need some people that are going to say, hey, man, you get your life up. You're messing some things up right now. We need some, some people that are going to be truthful and speak some truth and love. And that's hard because a lot of times we want to deal with things on our own. It's something we've always done. But God really say, man, I need you to invite me into these battles. I need you to invite your brothers and sisters to join you with the long arms. And that's what I want to start out praying for this morning. So if you'll just bow your heads. Father, we do come to you just as a, man, just a, a spirit of gratitude, Lord, that uh, no matter what we're going through, you said, man, include me in it. Put me down. And it makes me think of this book that I'm reading about this gangster. And he would always have people that said, man, hey, I'm ready to ride. I'll ride with you. That's how you are with us, Lord. You said that you always ride with us. You said that we shouldn't do this life alone, that we should do it with you and do it with each other. So help us be people that whenever we find ourselves in a challenging season, a challenging moment, that we would include you. We would include the brothers and sisters that you gifted us to lock arms and fight these battles with. Help us remove our stubborn hearts, Lord. Give us a new heart that is more sensitive to doing things your way versus the ways that we've always done it. So, Father, I just thank you for your word that always realigns us, that always corrects us, that always encourages us. But even sometimes it does it in a painful way, but it's always necessary. So, Father, just speak to us this morning, whatever capacity, whatever that needs to look like. Help us hear your voice in a way that what you say to us sticks to us, helps change us, helps make us better. And in return, man, that we just man, produce good fruit in this world and in your kingdom. 
So Father, we just thank you for the gift of this morning and today. Just help us be good stewards of it. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, last week I talked about obedience. How, man, that's something that's, man, a lot more pleasing to the Lord than anything that we can offer, anything that we can sacrifice to Him. And sometimes part of the reason that we find ourselves discontent or we find disconnected from God or even restless from times is because of the things that we just decided to do. So what we don't realize is the Holy Spirit will grieve us sometimes. I talked about Saul, right? And how his actions were affecting more than himself. The first person that was affecting was God. And then we saw that it affected somebody that was a supporter of his. It affected Samuel. And that's the thing, church. Like, anytime we do anything outside of God's will, we are grieving our Lord. We are grieving the Holy Spirit. And eventually, it should grieve us. It should bring a feeling within us that is discomfort and, and that fills us some type of way. And I think a lot of us, a lot of times, we just we just like to place blame other places. We say, man, the devil's at work today. Man, he's really out to get me. We like to give him credit for things that oftentimes it's us. It's not the enemy, it's the inner me that is causing some of these problems and some of these afflictions. That's creating some of this discontent, some of this restlessness. And just like the devil can make us slip up, man, so can we. Last week I talked about as much as you try to avoid having responsibility for everything, man, it doesn't change the fact that you're going to be accountable. You're going to be accountable before the Lord and oftentimes in front of your peers and other people. Even when you try to act like it ain't your position, it ain't your responsibility. And so another way that I really feel like we need to focus on today is about not just doing things halfway, like I said, right? Impartial obedience is still disobedience. It's still not doing things fully and completely with the Lord. But fighting alone. Fighting alone is a difficult thing that we all struggle with. Because it's part of what we know. For me, especially, that's part of my upbringing. Is, you know, I've always been a real independent person. I've done things my own way. And so when it comes to any fight, like they say, you got to score up. It's one-on-one. It's mano-a-mano, okay? So I'm used to trying, like, okay, I don't need nobody's help. I'll take on this fight alone. As much as I've seen good things come from it, I've also seen bad things come from that mindset, that mentality. As much as I'll be able to handle a lot on my own, I'm also limiting the blessing of somebody else helping me in those seasons. As much as I might have perseverance to continue to push forward, I also have the stubbornness of not knowing when to quit or when to ask for help. Fighting alone is a difficult thing that I think many of us struggle with. Something that we're used to, something that's common. And when you think about surrendering in a fight, that's what you're trying to make your opponent do, right? You want them to give up. You want them to say, no more, I don't want to fight no more. It's over. We never think about that being the way that's going to lead to the victory that we need. But that's the thing about the kingdom of God, church. He does things totally different than what we know. He does things in a way that often is hard for us to wrap our minds around. But his way is always better than our way. We can't just will our way to victory all the time. We can't just win a fight by throwing hands. It's clearing up. And that's what I feel like God wants us to realize today. We have to learn the gift and the ability to surrender. Because failing to surrender it could be holding back the victory that you're in need of right now. And I want us to read this in James chapter 4. I want us to read this verse, in, verse 7 here. 
James says this in chapter 4. He says, so humble yourself before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And isn't that good news? We can resist the devil. We can see him run and flee from our life. Even our sinful nature. Sometimes that trips us up a lot. That inner me, right? That sinful nature that we have. We can have the ability to resist it and make it leave us. But before we can see any of that happen, what did he say? Humble yourself. We have to humble ourselves. And that's the first principle that we have to start with. And I want you to take away this morning. It all has to start right here for us, church. Submission to God empowers you to resist the enemy. Submission to God, surrendering to God is going to empower you to have that resistance and also see the enemy flee, to see the temptation flee, to see the spirit that is driving you crazy leave out your life. But that's hard because those are two words that are foreign when we're fighting, right? When we're fighting, we want the other person to surrender. We want them to submit. We don't see that how victory can be won by doing those things. But like I said, you can't just throw hands and will your way to victory all the time. And we see this firsthand with Jesus. He understood the difference between just a physical altercation but a spiritual one. And that's what a lot of these battles that we're going through nowadays are. They're spiritual battles that we're enduring, that we're facing. And we can't fight them like we would fight somebody in the street. It's a whole different battle. It's a whole different set of rules. But Jesus understood this. See, before he laid down his life and was crucified, he got arrested. And I don't know if you've been arrested. Okay, I've been arrested a couple of times. And I'm going to let you know, a lot of times I ran from the cops. I fought the cops. I wasn't going to go easy for the cops. I wasn't going to go down without a fight. Surrendering and submitting was the last thing on my mind. But Jesus said, you know what, take me. He laid down his life for us. He knew the difference between a spiritual and a physical fight. He knew that, hey, man, if I were to submit and surrender to what the Lord's will is in this situation, that's going to provide the victory that is needed, not just for myself, but for every person that is looking up to me, for every person that is going to need me in the future, for every person that needs me right now. You see, it takes humility to do things that's opposite than what we're accustomed to. It takes humility to surrender control of the situation. It takes ability to say, okay, even though I'm used to doing it this way, I'm used to fighting the battle on my own, I'm going to invite somebody else in this. Humility will bring you surrender. And that's hard for all of us. But the Lord in his word just said that when we do this, when we humble ourselves before the Lord, then we can resist. Then we can see the enemy flee. <clears throat> A lot of times we resist that. A lot of times we think, ah, oh, man, if I just try a little bit harder, if I just do things under my strength, I know I can just, I can make it. I just got to give it a little bit more effort. But you've probably heard the saying, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. And that's exactly what we do every time. We enter into a situation and we think, man, I can just force my way through this. I don't need anybody else's help. I can make a way. And then we get defeated. Then it keeps happening time and time again. And we wonder what we could have done differently. We wonder how we could have changed the situation. And all we had to do was invite the Lord and bring him in. All we had to do was humble ourselves. All we had to do was submit and surrender. And as a man, that's a hard thing, right? As a man, what are we taught? If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. You got to do things in your way. You can't ask for no help. It's up to you. 
And that's a messed up way of thinking, but that's the way we're taught. And I think that's a lot of us. A lot of us have tried to bring people in our situation and they failed us. So we say, you know what, I'm not going to do that again. A lot of us have tried to depend on somebody else. And we say, you know what, that didn't work out last time. That set me back more than it helped me. So we think about God and we're like, I don't know, man. He might fail me too. We think about our brothers and sisters in this church and think, I don't know, man. Like, do they really care about me? Are they really going to be there to help me? You're never going to know unless you fight them in. But I can tell you fighting alone is not going to help you. Because what you don't realize is you're going to get jumped by the enemy. You're going to get jumped by your simple uh, nature. And I don't know if anybody's been jumped, but fighting five on one, you're not going to win most of the time. All right. I don't know anybody that knows martial arts besides Eli. Oh, he's a black belt. But I don't think he can take five on one. I'm no Jackie Chan. I don't think I can do it either. I've been jumped a couple of times and it never worked out good. And that's one of the greatest lies of the enemy that he used against you. That you can fight and win this fight alone. That you don't need nobody's help. That you don't need the Lord. That nobody else cares. God doesn't care. He's not even here with you right now. He wants to get you one-on-one. Because he ain't even fighting fair against you. And I want you to see this for yourself, church. So that way we don't play right into the enemy's hands or even to the hands of our sinful nature. Let's read Ephesians chapter 6. I want to read verses 11 and 12. This is a verse you're probably familiar with, but I want you to perceive it in a different way this morning. Verse 11, it says, put on God, all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. We try to fight things with flesh and blood one-on-one. We look at our situation and we say, okay, I can handle that. I can take that on. But we don't realize the layers that's against us. We don't realize the multitude of enemies that we have against us. And failure to surrender is you're going to be failing to put on God's armor. You're going to be failing to resist all the strategies. Not just some, but all of them. Because the enemy ain't going to just hit you one way. Your sinful nature ain't going to just hit you one way. It's going to come a multitude of ways, and that's the only ways that the Lord is going to be able to help you through. That only He can help you deliver. So you might be able to stand firm in some attack, but you ain't going to make it through all of them. And that's the stubbornness of us trying to fight alone, trying to do things in our own strength. We end up assisting the enemy. And God's just like, man, if you would just humble yourself, if you would just include me in this fight, if you would just lean on to the people that I sent to you, and your, your, your thing would be so much easier. This thing that you're struggling with, you'll be able to overcome it. You said you will be able to overcome all the strategies. The enemy will flee. He's not going to stick around. He knows when he's lost the fight. That's why he takes off. He said, okay, I can't, I can't win against him right now. I'll come back another day. But when you're fighting alone, he's going to keep messing with you. And you're going to keep failing and keep failing. And you're going to feel like there's no way out. There's no way that you can overcome this. So submission to God is going to empower you to resist the enemy. It's going to empower you to make them flee out your life. It's going to empower you to make those sinful desires that you have. Man, be removed. We have to start there at church. Let's continue to read in James chapter 4. Let's read what James has next in verse 8 and 9. Then James goes on to say, come close to God and God will come close to you. 
Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you've done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. When we hear about Jesus and the word of God, those are things we don't all be here, right? And if you give your life to the Lord, you're going to be so much happier. You'll be filled with so much joy. Life is going to be so good. That's true. But there's also going to be some painful times. There's also going to be some times where you are sorrow, where you are in deep grief, where you are shedding some tears because of the things that you've done, because of the things that you're experiencing, because of the battles that you're in. And oftentimes when we're in that situation, we think, oh, I'm not doing good. I must be losing the battle, man, because that's what life has always taught us. When you're in that place, man, you're not doing well. But the truth is, that is actually a great place to be at. And I think many of us have felt that way. Have you ever felt distant from the Lord? You ever felt like he just abandoned you? Like you're just not connected to him? You ever had somebody say, hey, I need you to just give me some distance right now. And then you gave that person some distance and then what did they say? Uh, you don't care about me no more? You don't love me? How come you being so quiet? You don't want to talk to me now? And you're like, I'm doing what you said. You want a distance? I gave you distance. I think we tend to do that to the Lord too. Because sometimes he reveals some things that are painful. He reveals some things that convict us. That bring some grief. And we say, Lord, I can't handle this right now. Just give me a moment, Lord. Then we start to process it. We're like, Lord, are you still here? Did you abandon me? Did you leave me? The word of God says he never abandons us. He never leaves us. He's always present. Sometimes what happens is we've created distance with him. We've allowed things to divide us. What did James say? He man, you need to wash your hands. You need to purify your heart. You are divided between God and the world. And we're like, there's no way. I've been coming to church. There's no way I'm divided between the Lord and the world. And the truth is, we don't realize how we haven't been surrendering, how we haven't been submitting to him. How we've been the culprit of this distance, of this disconnect, of our restlessness. How we've been allowing things to come from this world to divide us from him. Because God's word said what? He said, man, you come close to me, I'm coming close to you. You bring me your issues, I'll wash your hands. You bring me your heart, I'll purify it. I'll make things right. But you have to come to me. And if you stay to yourself, you're going to create this distance. And you're going to stay in the same cycle, repeating the same things over and over. And it's not going to stop. And you're not going to win. And you're not going to overcome. So you got to humble yourself. So maybe part of our struggle of feeling God's presence in our life, it has to come from a place that we've been creating distance from. Maybe we're the culprit behind it. As much as we want to blame other people, we want to blame the enemy, maybe it's us that are allowing things to get between us and our relationship with God. And James said, if you are feeling this way, if you're feeling that conviction from the Holy Spirit, if you're feeling the grief that the Lord feels for you right now, that's not a bad thing. That's actually a healthy thing because now you're able to identify these things. You're able to address them. You're able to wash your hands, cleanse your heart. I want you to take this away this morning. Because this is what James is getting down to. Confession cleanses our hands and purifies our hearts. Confession is going to cleanse your hands and purify your hearts. James said, wash your hands. Acknowledge what you have done. 
If you have that sorrow, if you have that grief, if you have tears, that's not a bad thing. It's okay. That shows that the Lord is working in your heart. That you're starting to realize, hey, there's some things in my life I need the Lord to clean up because everything's not all right. You'd be way off and have a, a worse problem if you didn't care. If you were doing things that God didn't want you to do and you didn't have any remorse. You didn't have any guilt. It didn't bother you one bit. Now see, I've always been a person that never had a problem with many when I messed up. Okay? If I mess up, man, I'll take ownership. Look, I messed up. I didn't do things right. That's not always a comfortable conversation or thing to have to do. But I know one of my biggest struggles outside of admitting that is identifying that. Sometimes I don't even realize all that stuff. I'm just blind. I don't see it for myself. And I keep just going and doing the same things. And because of this, I never identify it. So I never confess it. So I never surrender it. So I never address it. And nothing changes. We have to learn to identify these things. We have to learn when those emotions from the Holy Spirit are provoking us and encouraging us to say, Hey, man, I need you to pay attention to this. Because this isn't good for you. All that stuff that keeps tripping you up, all that destruction that keeps happening in your life, is because this very thing, and I'm trying to walk with you through it so you can become better from it. So if you're in that place, it's not a bad place. James says, you can get your hands washed. In the Old Testament, we always saw that as a symbol of saying, hey, all right, I cleaned my hands, I identified what the issue was, and I'm saying moving forward, I had nothing to do with it. James saying, man, you got to identify these things, bring them to the Lord, humble yourself, and allow Him to purify you, to change your heart. Allow Him to show you a way out of it. Allow Him to take this from you so you don't keep repeating it. That's what confession does. There's so much power in confession to take ownership. So much power in bringing it out of the opening instead of allowing the secret just to, man, hide in the dark and just consume you and eat at you. And the next chapter, chapter 5, is something I want us to see because confession is really an act of healing. Let's read James chapter 5, verse 16. James says this, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. You can be healed. The earnest prayers of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So when we confess to God, when we confess to our brothers and sisters, man, we can be healed. We can overcome these struggles. We can find relief for the things that we are in pain of. So don't miss out on your healing because you didn't want to deal with the pain that's attached to your mistakes. I know it's painful to identify when you messed up. It's a hard thing to have to admit. It's a hard thing to have to walk through. But there is so much benefit from confessing it. From addressing it, from surrendering it to the Lord, that you don't move forward with these things any longer, that you can be healed, that you can repair the distance that's been coming between you and the Lord. So let's not fight this fight alone. <clears throat> James says this in chapter 4, verse 10. After he said all those things, he came back to this verse right here. Verse 10, he says, Humble yourself before the Lord. And he will lift you up in honor. Humble yourself. He said, look, man, you don't have to go looking for a fight to be in a fight. We live in a broken world. And guess what? It's filled with broken people. This is a room full of broken people. And because of our brokenness, what do we do? Sometimes we make decisions. We do actions out of our hurt, out of our pain. 
Sometimes other people feel the effects of it. Sometimes we're the other people that feel the effects of other people's pain, of their bad choices, of their decisions. But we don't have to fight these battles alone. We don't have to keep returning and repeating the same cycles in our life. James said, if you would humble yourself before the Lord, he will lift you up. If you will humble yourself before the Lord, he will heal you. If you would humble yourself before the Lord, you can win this fight. You can win every fight. You won't have to lose anymore. So this is what I finally want you to realize and see moving forward. From this moment on, church, take this away. The best way to win a fight is to give it to God. That's the best way. That's going to be the only way. Because there are some things in our life that we can't overcome on our own. And if we could, we would have already done it. There will be no need to go to God. There will be no need to bring other brothers and sisters in. There will be no need to confess, to identify, to address. But the truth is, we can't do it on our own. We have to humble ourselves. We have to surrender. We have to submit to God. We have to submit to our brothers and sisters. We've got to confess these things so that way we can be healed. So that way we can overcome it. It made me really think of this title the other day. Me and Desiree were reading a devotional. And it said, the title was called, Why Me, Lord? And I was like, man, that's a good t-shirt right there. Why me, Lord? That's all of us all the time, right? Lord, why am I going through this? Why me, Lord? What did I do to deserve this? Why? I didn't ask for this, Lord. Why me? I think a lot of us find ourselves in challenging seasons and battles and fights. And we say, why me, Lord? What have I done to cause this thing? And a lot of times, we have a part in it. Sometimes we don't. But the next thing that's said under that title is something I want us to receive and move forward going forward. It says, if God allowed adversity to reach you, he allowed it in your life, know this, that he has a good purpose in it and he will be with you through it out. If he allows something in your life, man, God knows the situations. He knows the battles you're facing, but he also come to be with you in it. He came to help you and give you victory. But you have to include him. He's a gentleman. He's not going to kick you in your door and say, hey, let me in. He's going to say, you going to open the door for me? You're going to leave me outside. We have to surrender to him. We have to humble ourselves. We have to confess these things so we can move forward and get better from it. And that's good news, church, that you don't have to fight this battle alone. That you have a church family that says, man, I'm, I'm here to lock arms and ride with you. We'll figure this out together. You need somebody to cry on, man, you can cry on me. I get it. I want us to read finally this verse out of Psalms 55. Verse 22 that says this. Give your burdens to the Lord. And he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. A lot of the slipping and falling we're doing is doing things our own way. And he said, man, if you would give it to me, I'll take care of you. I'll help you through this. We're going to make it all the way through. <clears throat> but we have to make that decision to give it to him. We have to surrender. We have to submit. We have to confess. We have to walk with him in these areas that are troubling us, in these areas that are difficult, in these areas that haunt us at night, that keep us up, that leaves us restless, that leaves us disconnected. It makes us say, man, you know what? I don't feel like going to church today. You know what? I don't really want to go to group because I don't want everybody to know my business. 
you know what, I really, I can't even stand to be in the presence of the Lord right now. It's like, no. It's exactly when you need to go and do these things. It's exactly when you need to go to church. It's exactly when you need to be around some brothers and sisters. That's when you need to go and confess these things. We're in the heat of it all. So you can find relief. So you can receive the wisdom to navigate through. So you can have somebody pick you up and say, man, I got you. We'll figure this out. So that's my challenge for all of us today. Surrender. What is that thing in your life that has really just been dragging you down? What is that thing that has been leaving discontent? What is that thing that has been creating distance and dividing you between you and God? What is that thing that's been causing destruction? Even if you don't know what that thing is, ask God to identify something that you need to surrender. Because the truth is we all have things that we don't realize are consuming us, that are overtaking us. How many of us have got on our phone in the morning and realized, dang, 30 minutes don't pass away. I just spent an hour on this phone and I ain't even got out of bed yet. There's a lot of things that will take us over when we don't realize the fight that we're in. There's a lot of things that the Lord is trying to reveal to us that we need to surrender and give it to Him so we can find relief and victory through it. And today is a day of surrender. So this is what we're going to do, church, whether you like it or not. Because <laughs> I have my brothers back here. They're going to pass out some index cards to everybody in the room. They're going to pass out pens to everybody in the room. And with the people that you're around, I want you to, for one, write down something that you feel you need to surrender. I want you to share it with the person that's my closest to you. And then I want y'all to pray together. Okay? So you're going to write down one thing you need to surrender. Pray about surrendering to the Lord. And everybody doesn't have to pray. You can have one person pray, whatever that looks like in your group. And then after y'all done that, y'all going to take the Lord's Supper together. We're going to release this to the Lord. We're going to say, Lord, it's all yours. We're giving it to you. And we're going to drop all those index cards on this altar, okay? So before we go to a time of worship, we're going to enter into a time of surrender right now, okay? Father, we just thank you for your tenderness, for the way that you're gentle with us at times, with things that are difficult to admit to, things that are difficult to hear, to identify. Father, you said we could be healed, so I just pray that we would all be healed today. That we would no longer be weighed down by the things that uh, we've been trying to fight alone. That today, moving forward, we continue to include you. To bring in other people to help us. And that we could just share the testimony of the victories that you're going to give us. So Father, just help us humble ourselves before you. Help us surrender. Help us do what is most pleasing to you. Not just what we feel in the moment. Help us identify when things are creating distance between us. Father, I pray that everything that's written on every one of these cards, every prayer that has been offered and lifted, man, we would see tremendous and relief and progress. That we would feel delivered. That we would walk out of here like that we would see you move in a situation and we say, man, I gotta do this more. I gotta need to include them in everything, in every aspect of my life. So Father, we just lift this to you and we let it go to you. Help us not pick it back up. Father, we thank you and we love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening today. Uh, follow us online at Lubbock Unified on all platforms. And as always, if there's any way that we could help you, please get in contact with us. Other than that, join us next week as we continue to find ways to cross over. God bless.